now. All right, we're good. All right. What's up, Dirty Cones? What's up, everybody? <laughs> yeah, what's up? We got Brian Silva with us, and we're driving to uh, Kirtland for what is considered to be the last PJ graduation. We're on the open road in the middle of Texas, middle of nowhere. Gonna go hours from there. Dude, I, I even thought about this. I'm like, why am I driving to New Mexico? I thought I should just turn around and go back home and just take the day off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a monumentous occasion last guys that i guess i even had a hand in you know both of us yep. being instructors i i'm kind of sad to see indoc go but i don't mind the, the new i mean not that i have a choice like we voted or something but you know it it sounds like it's it's working its way that the instructors are you know it's, it's a true selection they just watch you and then write down how much you suck or how much you don't suck. So you should come here not sucking that bad. Yep. What do you, and what do you think? Like you said, as guys kind of, we don't have too much influence on the course of action and the way that the current is going to flow. You know, we kind of have to do what we can with what we've got. And right now I think both of us are trying to help out the guys as much as possible by, um, showing the example of what we're supposed to be doing at all times and, you know, making sure that we make the best of our situation, um, whether or not, you know, we're kind of used to the in-doc world and everything right. that we grew up around, but, you know, change isn't always bad. It's just what you make of it and how you think of the situation. Well, it makes, so the new, you know, 15 to 17 days, depending on, you know, and they include weekends. That was the one thing I loved about Indoc. I'm like, I'll, I'll do that course for, for 100 days, but you know, let me have my uh, weekends off. You know. <laughs> yeah, and I think that was like one of the cool things about Indoc too, is because it was such a long course and it was somewhat like a deployment. You really got to know the guys really well, and your team was like your team. You knew exactly, you know, when this person was going to shave or you know, whatever their, their habits were. So I think that was one of the cool things that we had of, at NDOC. And in such a short amount of time, you might not get the same experience. Yeah. But it, you got to come here, you know, if they come here all prepared, you know, doing your course. Actually, we've been swimming your uh, your swimming workout. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've been doing it for about two weeks. And uh, I, li I mean, not that I don't like it, you know, I like it. It's a great course. And, but it's it's very challenging, so I think it's a good uh, a good mix up. I like how you do uh, an underwater or a couple underwaters, and then you know do some uh, swimming, and then later on do some more underwaters, and then do some more swimming. It's nice to to break it up. Versus I usually just go for like an hour and just suffer through it. It kind of makes it like you give a little bit of hope because you break it up into edible slices. Yeah, and I think that's one of the keys to training is variability. You know, I have that that portion of my training i mean in a lot of my training there's different phases so you'll find like in some of them you're going to go for five to six thousand meters at a time and then at other times you're going to go for sprints and then switch it up because that's kind of like what we did as instructors we never really had this is what every single day is going to always be like you know just keeping that element of surprise and making sure that they didn't know what was going to happen. You know, you turn, make the bus go a different way. You remember how it was when you were an instructor. I mean, anything you could do, you run through the pad when they think it's going to be over and you continue running. Um, but that's what I tried to incorporate into the stuff that I did in my workouts. So keep people guessing. Just remember, it's a hill. Did you did you ever run up and down um, Kelly Hill? Oh yeah. When you were a student or an instructor. Yeah, that was part of my, our uh, first, help. All right. My first introduction to running was up and down Kelly Hill, and we ran up and down Kelly Hill till somebody quit. And uh, the dude quit. It, it took him three hours. <laughs> like two and a half hours ago, dude. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, that's miserable. That's like, I don't think anyone was probably running too much at that point. 
No, no, I was it's just, just hiking up my legs. Yeah, just trying to get up and down that hill, and uh, they were yelling and you know normal stuff. But I just remember him. I'm like, God. And you know what's sad though? The dude still had to run. Um, still had to run home. <laughs> so even though he had quit, he still had to run home. I'm like, oh. Yeah, no one's sending a bus for one dude. We're gonna have to figure it out. Can we pause real quick? Yeah. Go. So, if the guys just come fully trained, you know, doing your program or, or anybody's program, uh, just to do something, do a bunch of stuff that sucks, but, you know, be as well trained as you can. It, which is the other thing. These kids, you know, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go. I passed the pass. And I'm like, how well did you pass the past? Or, or what else can you do? We can do two underwaters. Have you ever done more than that? No. I'm supposed to do more than that? And which makes me sad because, you know, I met a PJ once when I was, you know, trying to join. I don't, I don't know about you. Did you ever meet one? Or No, I was not fortunate enough to meet any. I didn't know anybody in the military really. And there wasn't a PJ base anywhere near where I lived. So I wasn't able to do any of that or whatever. I went to an air show and I saw a couple, uh, you know, 60 crew chiefs and that's, or yeah, 60 uh, FEs, but I wasn't able to meet up with anybody else. Right. So, and, and how, how prevalent was the internet when you were younger? (laughs) Um, I remember watching one video from those Iceland PJs. uh, Right. And that's, Great video. I remember that video. Yeah, the it was a grouchy media, uh, Marilyn Manson cover song or yeah. whatever that they yeah. put on there. That's the only video that I watched, and I was like, "All right, I'll do that. Let's go for it." That's so. There used to be uh, all the teams used to do a Christmas video, and that was like the last of them. But you would they they would send B, VCR tapes of like what the teams were doing, and then at the Christmas party everybody would watch the VCR tape of what the other dudes were doing. <laughs> and, but to, so the, the internet didn't exist when I came in, met a PJ once, had no clue what I was getting into. Right. And it sounds like you were very similar Yeah. versus the, the Google Reddit. Uh, what, what isn't out there? How are these guys not the most, well-versed, knowledgeable, know more about pararescue than you and I do combined because they have access to the internet. And meanwhile, they have nothing. Yeah. And it's strange that you say that because like just the other day I was getting a question like, what's the minimum ASVAB score that I need to get into pararescue? (laughs) The time they took to send me the email, they could have just typed it in Google. Google. And then looked it up rather than just waiting for me to respond. It's like Uh, at some point you got to do your own homework. And that's just like what you're saying. You know, your homework right now is not only Googling the facts that you want to know. And then once you've exhausted everything, then you come and ask somebody else and waste their time or, you know, use it. But also it's like you're saying, make sure that you're ready to go as much as you possibly can. Like do your end of the, the puzzle and, just make sure that you've at least sorted everything out so you know where you're weak at and what things you couldn't like achieve on your own based on whatever pool limitations, you know, whatever kind of limitations you might have, but at least do your diligence to do your best. Yes, please. And what about, do you get like, I'm, I'm a first time listener, subscriber. What can you tell me about their rescue? <laughs> do you get that? Yeah, I get like, I'm just graduating high school. What can I do to best prepare me for pararescue? It's like, that's a, that's a pretty broad question. Like, you know, I don't know where you're starting from. It's not really just one thing. Yeah, I get those kinds all done. It, I'm like, I have over a thousand videos. Just pick one. And, and come back at me with a less vague question and I'd be happy to answer any and all questions. Yeah, 
right. specific questions. Um, I, I literally go through my inbox every day and go through as many questions as possible, you know, with the time that I have. But I, I get to all the questions eventually, even the ones uh, that are like, like you're talking about. And then I'll say, check out my website or check out these YouTube videos, check out whatever resources and then come back to me. Yep. I do the same thing. And I, I feel like a dick almost, but then I'm like, well, it's not my fault that they're making me be a dick because at the same time they should have done their due diligence, like you said, and should come uh, a little bit more prepared. Yeah. And like both of us know time is the most expensive thing that we have and we don't have a lot of it. We, we don't know how long we got. So as much time as we can save and put towards things like this, where, you know, anybody that's listening can learn a couple things about what we're talking about. We're trying to spread knowledge this way, but right. if we're sitting there like answering emails that are, you know, not really relevant or that could be answered in a different way Then it's wasting everyone's time. So Wait, I saw a pretty cool meme today. It, it was talking about time and it had uh, a father and it had his um, hourglass was almost emptied and then it had him holding his son's hand and the son, his hourglass was, you know, brand new. So, you know, we are limited on the amount of time and so, you know, the which goes right into our the next topic, which was like the real thing that I really wanted to talk about but is, you know, a hard thing that nobody talks about uh suicide you know or and or just giving up on life in general and being sad depressed and then leading to suicide um because a, a friend of ours you know within the last week uh killed himself and nobody's really talking about it and yeah. uh what well, go sorry that's oh, all good um, yeah, and it, it is a tough thing to talk about. I think, you know, we've been unfortunately close to a couple people now, not, not just the, the most recent one, but I'm sure, um, we both experienced this in the past, whether yeah. even, if, even if it was on like, you know, paramedic rotations, that was one of the first things that I went, the first calls that I went on and it was, you know, just shocking to see that a person was at a point in their life where they were willing or, you know, even able to, to do something like that. And obviously you wish, you know, like everyone goes through that, that period where like, man, I wish I would have seen signs. I wish it would have been more diligent. Oh, but that one time he did this or she did this. And like, Oh, she was trying to tell me, you know, I didn't know. And it, it's a, it's definitely a hard thing to talk about for sure. Like, like you're saying, Oh, I think we lost him here. Hello? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I think you're cutting out for a little bit. Oh, okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you. Okay. I was, I was thinking about Robin Williams, you know, not that I knew him, but that his humor, it never came off to me that it was coming from a dark place. And then once he killed himself and, and then I read uh, the uh, biography about him, the poor dude was just sad and looking for attention and love his whole, the whole time. Yeah. You know, the, it, almost his entire life seemed to be like a cry for help. And, um, you know, and so then like you said, you look back and you see, Oh wow. Yeah. How did I miss that? You know, and we, we, I'm not saying we excuse things, but we do make uh, allowances, you know, and, but I've been, I've, so I've been talking to people and they're like, so you because if I was, I'm, yeah, I've never really thought about killing myself. I've prayed for death a couple times. I'm just like, you know, if, if I could just get hit by a car right now, that would be awesome. But, you know, I wasn't walking around in the streets or doing anything. I just was like, oh, um, divorce, kids, you know, life. You're just like, uh, but I didn't do anything. And I didn't really, you know, I'm just was like, if a car could hit me right now, this would be awesome because I could just get this over with. And, uh, but I mean, they said, if you ask somebody, cause if someone was going to ask me, Hey, are you going to kill yourself? I'd be like, no, you know, and, but they said, that if you ask somebody twice, they, if they really are thinking about killing themselves, that they'll actually say yes, you know, they'll tell you, but you know, I, I can't speak from experience, but I, 
just saying that you should ask somebody and you can tell someone's lying to you, you know, maybe they look away and, and, it, and then, you know, it doesn't mean that you like pounce on them. It means that, okay, you recognize maybe this person's in a pretty bad place, you know, Hey, what do you want to talk about? Or you want to, you know, go for a walk or, you know, go talk to somebody else or the first sergeant or the chaplain or the commander, like who, who do you feel comfortable with, you know, and, and find someone that, that you can talk to or that they can talk to and, uh, you know, just start talking. Yeah. And I think that is the hardest part is like, like you're saying, just to expose that this person is really down. And I think really in order to get to that point where you can, I guess, kind of talk to them on a somewhat real level, you have to be, you know, familiar enough and have invested in this person. You know, I, I just, I feel, I say all the time that you have to invest in your team and you have to get to know them. You have to actually, especially if you're a supervisor or you're a person that is trying to take on a leadership role, the most important thing that you can do is let people know that you care about them. You have to, you know, be strict and do all that, make sure work gets done. But at the end of the day, you know, this, whatever we're doing is a job and you're dealing with people. So you have to put in your full effort to get to know them and you should be able to tell whenever anybody that you work around or you spend every day with is depressed because normally you're joking about stuff or something. Um, But it's not always the case and I don't want to make it seem like you should beat yourself up if something does happen. But um, you know, you should still say that you were able to do your best. You're like, you know, I, I tried to cheer him up when I could and I, you know, talk to him um, anytime you need anything, you know, you're there for your buddy. And at the end of the day, if someone's determined to do it, they're going to do it. But at least you can say that you um, helped as much as you could. And you um, have always tried to be that person that you'd want to lean on, you know, the yep. example that you want others to follow. So that's, I think that's the, the best that we can do in that kind of situation. That's, that's why I've always liked hard teams because I know you. And if we come in tomorrow and you've just got, got this, you know, you didn't look, you didn't sleep and you're angry and there's stuff going on. I'm like, hey, dude, what's up? And you're like, ah, you know, and you're just like, dude. And, and but uh, there were a couple of dudes at the teams that I felt comfortable with I know that like as an instructor um I was approachable and and other instructors would be like why did they come tell you I'm like I don't know because I'm approachable (laughs) you know I I didn't let them come talk to me in the middle of water calling you know but at the end of the day or at lunchtime sir could I speak to you for a second yeah what do you got you know I mean what mom's dying of cancer you know wife's pregnant, you know, something, not that they're going to kill themselves or whatever. But what I'm saying is like, you need someone you can talk to. Um, you know, I've got like 20 people that I can talk to. If, mm-hmm. if I've got this, problem, I talk to my godfather. If I've got that, this other kind of problem, I talk to my buddy, Mark. Uh, if I want to, you know, sounding idea, I hit up this other guy. Um, I just use, not use, but you know, use different people for, for what they got and what they can do. And, and, and they're good. And then I had a, a, a lady, she's like my mother, um, she actually was leaning on me the other day. And, you know, I've known her since I was three years old, and I think I've always leaned on her. So getting to be leaned on, you know, she, she apologized, but I said, no, I said, please, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I could listen to you. Because if, if you've done this for me for 44 years or 41 years, you know, the least I can do is at least give it to you back to you once. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. That's, um, that's what we are. Just, you know, our little tribe or team of people that we have immediately surrounding us. And we have to, that's our job is to look after each other and fend off whatever things might come after us. Even if it's just things that are inside our own heads that, yep. you know, might be there just like, you know, even talking about this kind of stuff now for both of us, you know, we don't get to, we don't really have discussions like this often where you bring up people that you know that may have passed away or killed themselves or whatever. So just talking to someone that you know, whoever it may be, is going to be therapeutic in its own right by 
just saying what you're feeling. Like, all right, I got that off my chest. Uh, it's good to know that other people feel the same way and that we're still looking out for each other. And that's one of the things that I've loved so much about being in the pararescue community is, you know, it's easy to talk to people for the most part. If you, you know, we give each other crap all the time and everyone yep. tries to be tough and whatever. But if you talk to somebody, you know, they're, 99% of the time are going to try and listen to you and make sure that you're, you're all right and you're good to go. Yeah. I, I remember when I became a single parent, there was a, uh, an article that said, um, nine out of 10 mothers have wanted to choke out their baby <laughs> and you know, talking about, you know, Hey, it's okay to want to, you don't do it, but it's okay to want to. And, and that was a really good, uh, article for me because I'm like Michael was teething and he kept crying and I'm just like oh my god dude like what am I gonna do and like nothing worked and uh, and I called my mom and my mom's like just shut the door put some pillows over your head go to your room go to bed he'll eventually go to bed and you know eventually he went to bed eventually I fell asleep too but it was like I could understand you know how crazy it is you got a screaming crying baby you know, not justifying anybody's hurting anything, but, you know, it's okay to feel that way because you can be overwhelmed with life uh, very quickly, you know, if you're not paying attention. Yeah, and that's one of the times, really two times that I've felt super helpless. <laughs> one of them is what you're saying, like when my kids, my kids are going through that right now, honestly, what you're just describing, that they, my son is just unconsolable everything sets him off and it's like what what do you want like are you hurting like what do you want me to do i just want you to stop like i want you to feel better but i don't want you to cry anymore like i can't take it yeah. so yeah we stick him in his room put him in bed like all right here you go relax and chill out he ends up going to sleep and everything's fine everyone keeps on moving on with their lives and then the second wasn't whenever we're doing um refueling with the helos that was like the most helpless i ever felt in a hell in an aircraft because you know like when they're trying to refuel you're just sitting in the back you're like there's nothing i can do to make this work out he's about to chop off the freaking hose right now oh here we go it's like night over water <laughs> <laughs> and i was just i just sit there yep. and like try and take a nap and just not worry about it it's like there's nothing i can do about this whatever happens happens but yeah and it's okay to feel helpless that's that's one of the things and that's why we have like i said a team because whenever you're in those moments we yeah. have the ability to talk to each other but yeah i i just i like your picture on the uh the thing with your ruck and your uh i'm telling you dude you look like the preacher guy <laughs> you, you should go do uh yeah no no preacher the guy the amc show it's a uh, based off a comic book it's a, you should go be like a, what, a lookalike, you know, and you could go make, you know, impersonator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all spells. You could become an impersonator for the preacher guy. <laughs> well, at least I have some kind of future. <laughs> <laughs> I think your future is pretty bright. I'm just saying. <laughs> you got something to fall back on. Yeah, for sure. Super modeling and uh looking good and just you know <laughs> being brian silva because there are no pjs yeah they're they're all good looking they're all good looking. it's it's a prereq it's a prereq and you have good hair <laughs> definitely have to have good hair and product um so if somebody's thinking about suicide the, the new, well, it hasn't come up yet, but there's a three-digit number coming up. Would you say it was 898? 988. 988. So I would, I would hope that somebody would uh, use the number and or call a friend, you know, and or. I tell you, I'm like, look, if you're really hurting, just like go talk to somebody. I mean, go find a homeless person because homeless people always come talk to me. So I figure they're probably good for something. Just go talk to them. And then, you know, and they're like, you know, bro, I'm really not homeless. I'm just, you know, but that's the worst story I've ever heard. I'm very sorry. You know, let's go get a beer. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, I was just waiting for my uh, brother to come pick me up. I'm not homeless. I don't know why. 
don't know why you're saying that I'm homeless, but you know, I'll still go have a beer with you. You know, it's what did I? Uh, when I was a student, I would go read in the park uh, downtown uh, Albuquerque, and I had a guy come by and he gave me five bucks, and I go, no, 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 I, I don't, I'm not homeless. I don't need. We all need help sometimes, brother. And the guy rode off, and I'm like, do I look homeless? Like what? <laughs> I'm just reading in the park. <laughs> the next day, you went and bought some new clothes. <laughs> I did. Well, I was wearing, um, I always wore me down clothes. And, uh, so they were a little big on me. Yeah. But I like, you know, <laughs> maybe I like a little too much room in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think it's also important to, you know, emphasize we're not psychiatrists or anything like that. We're people that are just kind of sharing our experiences with this topic and we want to make sure that people bring it to light because I think that the, it's important to just talk about these kind of things. Like you were saying, you know, the person that passed away recently, um, we, I feel like it was kind of hushed and not as, um, well known as I think should have been because he still deserves the honors. I mean, you know, he spent a lifetime, a whole career dedicated to other people. And despite how it ended, he gave a lot of his life to help other people and even impacted both of us in a positive way, even though sometimes it was difficult because he was always like gung ho and always very motivated person and very just in your face and boom, this is how we're going to do. We're going to keep on going and pushing and like, man, where does this guy get this motivation from to do all these things? But, um, you know, still inspiring to watch the things that he did and the way that he, um, impacted other people's lives for, for the better. But I I actually graduated with him out of Kirtland and, uh, he was always 190% throttled Oh, he did. He did a lot of good. He was. He was a good guy. I, I feel sorry for his family, and I feel sorry for the loss for the human race. I mean, you know, the guy was. He was smart. Um. Uh, yeah. It, it. You know. Well, like we were talking about this earlier, the, a human being is capable of anything. You don't know. You know. You, you back someone into a corner. Uh, you you feel like you've reached the end of your rope. You feel like there's nothing left to do. Like I'm, uh, you know, I I can only imagine how he felt. And you know, I, I feel bad that that maybe he he didn't give one of us a call, give somebody a call. You know, I I would like to. I know a couple of dudes that you know they're like I will hop on a plane and I will come to your house because you know we we've, we've got some friends that are maybe not doing too well after the war. So, yeah, you know, guys, we'll, we'll hop on a plane and go see dudes and check on them and, and do stuff. So it's great to hear that that happens, but it's, it's also sad to hear, well, shoot, dude, just give me a call. You know, even it's just the little things. Cause I think if, if you're talking about the, the little things like, Oh, how was your day? Oh, my day sucked. Right. But if your day sucks, with you know that that's how my ptsd caught up with me was because i couldn't outrun it anymore because i was so broke i couldn't swim anymore i couldn't like everything would just they finally just caught up to me and which was good you know because the it was good to finally talk about it and i was like oh okay i guess i do have some kind of i figured i was like every other pj and we just had add <laughs> and you know, short attention span and shiny objects and things. I think we um, all do have that still, but. <laughs> but it was a, it was an eye opener, you know, when I realized that, you know, the, the how are you feeling today? And I'm like, Arr! you know, and then I'm looking at my kids and they're like, I'm like, oh man, all right, maybe I got some problems. <laughs> yeah. If if my kids can't communicate how they feel, and it sounds exactly like how I feel. Uh, all right. Yeah, I think no, that's but... that's one of the biggest things like you like you're saying 
you feel like you can't do the things that you want to do all the time. You know, it's like you're saying you can't swim and a lack of purpose is just one of the, the biggest factors that I've seen in people who basically decide they're thinking about committing suicide or are thinking about hurting whoever or others is they've worked so hard for whatever things that they were doing. And then it's kind of taken away from them and they have, it's, they don't make the uh, great transition or something like if it's in a disastrous situation where something bad happens. Um, right. And then they don't have that thing anymore. It's just like gone. Boom. Now it's a whole new world. And you're just like, how do I navigate through this without the things that I always used to do? And then you just get caught up in that cycle and the snowball effect takes over. And then everything just keeps on like, Oh, well I, I can't do this. So, of course my tire had to go flat. Of course, you know, I had yep. to leave the window open when it rained outside. Now everything's moldy in my car and whatever, you know, everything just builds yep. upon it. And those little things that might not be a big deal if, you know, you were happy with your life and all the things that you were right. doing, but it snowballs and you just get caught in this spiral and you're like, well, no one's probably going to care what I have to say anyway. So might as well not bring it up. Might as well, you know, just just continue drinking and continue doing whatever because no one's going to care anyways. So I think it's important to, like, like we were talking about before, notice that in other people. And then if you are that person that is going down that spiral, just try and be like, hey, let me stick a hand out. Be like, hey, hey, bro, I need you to, like, bring me out of this right now. I feel this is what's going on, and I'm just – I don't know where I'm at in my life. And right. I th- it's, it's, it's good to have a, a framework where you can talk to people about that. Even if it's just t- talking to 988, like we were talking about, I call that number up and I'm sure that you can find someone that'll at least guide you out of that storm. Yeah. I, I think of like the things we would carry in our med rug, you know, and it had to have at least two purposes. Otherwise, you know, why am I carrying it? Yeah. And, and then- and that's you as a, as a vet or you as a, like you have a dual purpose. So your new purpose is no longer what you used to do. You find a new purpose, uh, repurpose your tool, you know, and, and be something or be, you know, the, it's funny because like raising the kids, um, to me, pararescue prepared me for, for raising my, my kids, which is like the most important thing I could be doing, uh, or am doing. And, but the, the challenging, the uh, always adapting, the thinking, all that kind of stuff, that was all I learned as a PJ. You know, and then like you said, uh, I think of Mr. Newman, he always said, if you have a reason to drink, then you shouldn't be drinking. <laughs> and, and, and like he gave that to me way early when I met him. So, you know, by the time my PTSD was in full bloom, like I wasn't drinking, I just was, you know, sitting there kind of sad, like, whoa. You know, uh, but you didn't show anybody. You couldn't tell anybody about it. You just kind of, yeah, I'm cool. But you know, it. I did have uh, a couple dudes. You know, I'm like, oh, dude, I'm so mad right now. They're like, besides just being mad at the cones, I'm like, yeah, besides being mad at the cones, <laughs> I got a real reason to be mad. And, um, so it was good. And I think when when I got diagnosed it actually helped a couple guys because all the other instructors came up, you know, were like, Hey dude, you know, I, I have trouble sleeping sometimes and I don't like crowds and you know, stuff like that. So I was like, Hey man, thanks. You know, if you guys want to talk to you, yeah, I, you know, I got my wife or I got, you know, if, if I need somebody, I'll give you a call. I'm like, all right. So it was, it was nice to see people sharing. And so sometimes, you know, when some, when, when you see somebody else's wound get opened, I think it makes it a little bit easier to go or, or safer because you know, like, all right, well, I know he's broke, so I can admit that I'm a little bit broke too. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had a buddy of mine, uh, army guy, got blown up in Iraq, a uh, real nice guy, and he stayed with us for the weekend. And he's like, because I, I do, you know, I, I do my yoga and swimming and I stay busy with the cones. So, and, and I got a cone living with me. So it, it keeps me young and in the game and having to stay relevant. 
because I, you know, I'm, I'm keeping up with these guys. Actually, some of these guys I'm beating, dude, it's so sad. The, the cones should not be beat by a 44 year old broke <laughs> dude. Um, but they, they have no pride. They're just like, ah, where's like, when you were younger, would you have let a 44 year old dude beat you at anything? Absolutely not. Oh, it's, it's horrible. I'm like, I would never let some old dude be like, fuck you, old dude. I am not going down. And these guys just are like, well, you're stronger than me. I'm like, I know, but it's not the way it's supposed to be. I don't, I don't want to let any 44-year-old, I don't even want to let a 24-year-old beat me still. <laughs> I, I think that's my drive is, is I just can't let – I mean, I don't mind. I'm happy when they beat me because I'm like, okay, somebody's putting out. Because I'm – I'm keeping up the, the pace for, you know, for an in-dock, for, for a run or for a swim or for a fin or for underwaters, you know, minute 30s and stuff. And these guys are like, oh, I, I can't do it. I'm like, what? why can't you do it? Is it your head or is it your heart? And they're all in their heads. Dude, these guys are buff. I mean, you've seen them. I've, I've been to your uh, look like G.I. Joe. No, they're they're huge. They're massive, and then you put them in the water, and it's because they don't believe in themselves. You know, they, it took, to to get to A and S, it's it's all heart and cardio and getting there. But once you're there, it becomes all in your head because they start doubting themselves. And and I think that if um, I mean a lot of people doubt themselves, there's nothing wrong with like maybe questioning yourself, but I don't think you should doubt yourself because I mean you know. Say you're, you know, pushing a medicine and you're doubtful if you're doing the right thing. Well, if you're doubtful, you're doing the right thing, uh, then you're probably doing the wrong thing, you know, because you should know what you're doing and what's going on. Yeah, and I think that that definitely ties into the point in a person's life when they are losing confidence in themselves. Maybe, like you said, if they're thinking about the suicide aspect, they're at that point where they're like, well, I can't do any of this stuff anymore. And that's where you got all of your confidence from. You're not able to talk about anything that you're able to talk about around your friends because they're all talking about, um, you know, the jumps that they just lasted or the whatever that they just lasted. And, you know, I think that's one of the hard things too, that I've been having to go through, you know, being at PA school, obviously not the same, but, um, you know, you just deal with it that all these guys are doing this at a different level, but you just have right. to transition and know that, all right, well, let me switch gears here. And my purpose is now going to be this. And, you know, in your case, you're doing a right. great job, like helping to mentor all these guys and show them that it's, you know, the ropes of pool and rucking and doing all this. Right. Um, and then, you know, just staying on, on pace with like, this is my goal. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to continue to, you know, help people in the best way that I could possibly do it. Cause we're all going to get old at some point. And I know that one day I'm probably not going to be able to, um, outruck every single person. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to, to stay up there. But one of these days I'm going to, I'm going to not be there. So I got to rely on something else and continue to grow the mental aspect, continue to grow whatever I can to make sure that I can still contribute. Cause I think that is one of the things that all of us want to do. And that's the reason why we chose this career field is we want to contribute and give back to other people. I think that's, you know, our main yep. purpose for doing everything that we're doing is give back, do whatever we can to help the rest of the community and, you know, people that want to help themselves and then continue down that route. So, you know, as long as I can continue doing that and, you know, helping people as much as possible, then that's, that's all it's about. And if you're a person that might be thinking about like, you're not worth it or whatever, every single person has a purpose and a reason, a way to help people, a way to connect and a way, a reason why they shouldn't stay in their hole or in their little cave and keep it bottled up. You got to let it out and let it out in the right way, which means talking to people, not hurting people, <laughs> especially yeah. well for others. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, that's a very good point. You brought up the, uh, the Columbine mom did a, uh, a TED talk and she was talking about her son wasn't 
uh, homicidal, he was suicidal, and he was hurt so bad they didn't care who he hurt. You know, so you got these guys that bring a gun, going to Walmart or go downtown Dayton or wherever, or a school. They're in so much pain, and they want everyone else to hurt with them. So they inflict, you know, people who are molested molest other people. Not all of them, but you know what I'm saying. If if something bad happened to you, well, screw you because I was hurt too. So I'm going to lash out. And it's uh, not everybody, obviously, but it's it's there. It started somewhere. Maybe they were reaching out to somebody or maybe they didn't reach out to somebody and they just got sadder and sadder and madder and madder and ended up, you know, doing what they did. And maybe it could have been stopped if, hey, can I talk to somebody just to let a little bit off? So I, I think that's a great point. Yeah, and I think like you're saying, one of the one of the examples that uh, comes to mind is the guy, the student that we had over at Indoc, and he ended up killing the commander. Like the commander really didn't do much. He was a nice guy, and it's very highly doubtful that he would have said anything derogatory towards anyone at any point to, especially warrant being murdered. But you know, the guy was just in such a bad place and it would, he had stewed for so long after having already a career, he lost his purpose again. And then he, like you said, got up to that point where he was willing to do, he was probably just suicidal, but and then he brewed up this other plan where he was going to take someone else out with him who he, I guess in his mind, somehow blamed for the way that he was and then ended up, you know, killing the commander and then himself in his anger and without an outlet being around younger people that didn't understand. And then other people that he felt like he couldn't reach out to. Um, So, you know, once you get to that place, you really have to, because, you know, he just joined the military, so he didn't know a lot of people in the military around him. So you have to find avenues. Like he said, the first shirt, Anybody will listen if you sit there and you actually say, hey, I really need to talk to you. Like this is something that's just weighing. I can't sleep. I can't eat. I can't do anything normal right now because I am in a bad place and I need to talk. Yep. And and if you're in that kind of a place, up is down, down is up, and nothing makes sense. So, I mean, you could – and in the throes of PTSD and all that kind of stuff, you know – uh, yeah, that I I feel bad for everybody involved on that, and, and it, that happened. It's just such a it didn't need to happen, you know. Maybe if yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. You can't you can't make somebody reach out to somebody and and you know get help. But the but the strongest thing you know we got people that are alive listening to us obviously. But if you're alive the the hardest thing to do for a person is to ask for help but the strongest thing a person can do is to ask for help you know when you're like i need help um that's that's a powerful statement and i don't know anybody that would be like no and walk away like if you ask somebody for help say i'm in a bad place i just need somebody to talk to i I would hope especially in our career field i and somebody would talk to you yeah and uh, I actually, you know, I got an email, I think it was a couple days ago from a guy who was, I guess, listening to the YouTube videos and some of the stuff that we had done. And he was like, man, you know, I used to keep a shotgun next to my bed and I, I don't anymore because I've been, you know, inspired by the career field and the things that you guys are doing and all that. So my new goal is to do this and he no longer, you know, keeps a shotgun next to his bed. And I was just like, wow, I can't believe that, you know, by these little things, spending however many hours each night answering emails like you and I both do, and then doing things like this, that were able to even impact people in a way like that. So, you know, that, that definitely keeps um, me motivated and know that it's worth it to do things like, like what we're doing right now and spend our nights or what is it like Thursday or something <laughs> our Thursday nights, um, you know, just 
talking to each other, recording it and putting it out there for the rest of the world. So hopefully um, someone listening out there, it'll impact that one person. And I know both of us are the same. Like we don't care about how many people are following us or liking us or whatever, any of those kind of things. We're doing it for that core group of people that are truly serious and truly care about the person next to them and want to listen to a good message and build the team around them. So um, that's all we target. Even if it's just the next 20 people coming into um, selection or whatever, that's, that's totally fine with me as long as it impacts it and makes a difference in their lives. If, so like I'm not, some videos, uh, dude, there's some videos I come up with. I'm like, this is a great title. It'll go, and it goes nowhere. But as long as one person got something out of what I said, and I think you're, you're the same way, as long as one person learned a lesson, then, then I've done my job, you know. Um, hopefully more people learn the lesson, but as long as one person gets something out of it and is able to go, oh, because, you know, I, I got a lot of letters after the picture went big. Um, seven people said they were going to kill themselves and that they had heard the story and, and that they were so, her smile did the same thing for them that it did for me, that they were like, you know what, I want to live. And yeah, because the internet's usually all bad you know but it's nice that the internet can be used for good sometimes and you know it's it just takes and it's it's, say you're walking down the street and you smile at somebody and that's all they needed was a smile versus you know people just not smiling at each other and uh mean mad dogging each other just give someone a smile and maybe that's all they need or the dude cuts you off you know and instead of flipping them off you just give them a wave say it's cool because you know, everybody cuts off somebody eventually or on accident, you know, you don't mean to, but it's like, ah, I got to get over, shoot, okay, sorry, <laughs> you know? Do the old hand out the window like, sorry, didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, if I have to, I'll wave. I'm like, I'm sorry. Do you guys know the dudes are talking about my videos and they'll say something about, uh, the, you know, I like when he gets all road rage. I'm like, and then they think like, Oh yeah, I guess I do rate road rage a little bit, but I keep it, you know, at a mild road rage. I'm not, you know, chasing anybody down or anything, but I think of, you know, just like you said, we are, we have to be good examples, you know, and, and do the best we can. And well, we're all humans. So sometimes we make mistakes. I just think it's funny because uh, I got it all on video, you know, driving through red lights or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kind of incriminate yourself there. <laughs> I, I, yeah, no, I, I call that People's Exhibit A. Uh, Shanda was referring to that because I, I talk about that in the videos. I'm like, uh, People's Exhibit A, as I drive through a red light, I'm like, God dang it. I mean, it looked, it looked yellow. And uh, <laughs> I was banking on it being yellow. And then I'm like, ah. Oh. Yeah, the sun was in my eyes. So. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, Your Honor. <laughs> Oh, but that's a good point too, is we're all, we're all human. We all make mistakes. You know, we don't mean to cut anybody off. We don't mean to come off as like a jerk to whatever person we saw that day. You know, maybe it was just like something yeah. that we had something else on our mind that was like our fridge broke or air conditioning went out. We we're trying to go somewhere else. Then you're just kind of, yep. I guess someone felt like you brushed them off, but you know, don't take things like that too personally, especially, um, you know, if you're in that downward spiral, like I was talking about earlier, like everything builds up and you see somebody walk past you and they're like, you know, rub you the wrong way, you know, give people the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they were doing something else. They had something else in their mind. That person that cut you off, they had whatever. I always say like, man, I hope that baby ends up, you know, really beautiful that they're driving to the hospital because that's the only reason why they should be driving that fast and cutting me off. But it's like, yeah, whatever. They had something better to do and something more important yeah. to me, obviously. So give people the benefit of the doubt and uh, try not to get too stressed out as yeah. much as possible because there are a lot of big things that uh, you should that are more important. And, and I think while you're alive, you have a purpose. So if you're alive, even if you don't feel like you have a purpose, you still, you haven't met your purpose. There's something you need to do. Yeah. 
little baby steps. Well, all right, so that brings up a really good point because, you know, these guys are like, what's your why? And, and I think that to me, like, why sounds like why versus what is your purpose? Yeah. There's, there's your why, you know, you, you have a purpose, but it, my purpose is a thousand different whys. Why? Because I, I like clouds. Why? Because children in America should be free. Why? Because, you know, I want people to be able to stand up at parades and blah, blah, blah. You know, my why is a million whys. They're not just one why. Um, I mean, my, my one why would be my one purpose. It's just helping people, you know, and, and I guess that could be kind of vague, but, but I think of, you know, I just like helping people and, and seeing somebody smile is, is all I need. You know, yeah, I, you I think, think that is one of the very important things. Uh, my wife and I have actually been sitting down. I've had a couple of days off <laughs> over the past. And of course I got to fill it up with work somehow, but um, I, we've been sitting down and like writing down our family core values, mission statement, um, like vision and just all these things right. that we kind of believe in. Uh, right as for both of us and how we want to raise our family and our kids and leave our legacy and stuff like that. And one of the things that we were talking about is um, perspective and the way that we look at the world. I think a lot of people get caught up on whatever kind of little thing. And you and I have both been around the world and seen um, much people who are in much worse positions than, you know, we've, yeah. we've really lived in and they are still happy. So I yep. think that, people you've ever seen. Yeah. And they have nothing. They're living in tents. You give them a water bottle and then that just makes their day. It's like, you know, all I give you is a water bottle. And then, you know, there are people around here that are upset because they don't have the latest iPhone or they don't have whatever the newest gadget expensive thing is. So yeah. I think it's important to remember your perspective in life and, um, just look at the things that you have around you that, you know, other people aren't really able to attain other people around the world. And if you don't know, then, you know, look up pictures on the internet or travel if you get the chance and go down there and help other people out as much as you can. And you'll realize that, you know, for the most part, if you're living in, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have some kind of device or nice thing in your life where you can yep. listen to, you know, and you have enough time to listen to these kind of things. So appreciate the things that you have and remember your perspective on life and don't make each little thing into a bigger, don't make them all into a mountain. Just remember what yep. you have. Stop, stop the avalanche when it's only a snowball. Exactly. That, dude, that's pretty cool that you're, you're, you and your family are doing that. Cause I remember like having conversations with the commander um, when I got to Nellis and, I don't know why I asked him. I'm like, because he, he was talking about his vision statement. And I'm like, well, what's your vision statement for the, you know, for the squadron? Well, that's a good idea. And so he wrote it out and, you know, and it, and if, because if, if you have a dream, but you keep it to yourself, you know, I think of like Martin Luther King, you know, I, he had a dream and he shared it with the world. And so if you have a dream or you have a purpose or you have something that you want to champion or want to be done, it's up to you to make it happen. Like, yep. well, I mean, you and I are making it happen. You've got your website. I got my website and we're, you know, making, making cones happy. I hope. Um, I think back when I was a broke cone and uh, Mahoney uh, talked to me, he's like, you know, he's like, Maroney, I can't rescue anybody anymore, but if I help you and you go rescue people, therefore I am still rescuing people. So I, I kind of, that's what I have in my head when I'm helping these guys is that I can't go, you know, rescue people anymore, but if I can help them go on to do it, then I am, you know, therefore perpetuating and still rescuing people. Well, don't sell yourself short. If there was someone out, out there on the highway that you could help, I'm sure that you would go, go help them out. So, but we can't, we're not able to specifically go out on a helicopter and go into Afghanistan with a gun and <laughs> go help people. Yeah. Definitely. But I, I feel you on that. This is, you know, uh, I guess mentorship or by proxy type of thing. Like, boom, we're going to yeah. 
at least try and put the message and instill the values um, that you know we would have liked to seen or that we like to see it as a pararescueman or as whoever is listening to this podcast and make sure that you carry that over and do your best to represent the community in America and bring as many people home as you possibly can. Yes. And, and on your perspective, you know, the turn that front upside down, you know, it, it, it's a challenge. It's something to make you stronger. It's something to make you better. Uh, that which does not kill me makes me stronger, you know? So all these little things like, I don't know about you, but like growing up, you know, I think up to the hiking or the running or the swimming or the big waves or whatever, it all just prepared me for what was coming just like pararescues prepared me for what more I got to go through. You know, everything is you build, you build on your wins and you keep growing and you learn and, and you become a better human being and, you know, uh, you care about people or you, you know, stop taking selfies and start being more uh, concerned with other people. You know, I mean, there's so many things. I mean, shoot, you can't use straws anymore. Um, I saw uh, <laughs> that there was this guy surfing in, in Africa, and um, the guy, uh, he surfs, but, like, his job, he goes around cutting the uh, fishing line off of the seals. And so this poor seal had this fishing line that had almost corroded it, and, and you know, so they had to tackle him and, and – cut it and the seals all pissed off um you ever have conversations with people and you're like seal and they're like uh person not animal yeah that's, a, <laughs> so that's what i was thinking animal, like, we, should, we should specify <laughs> that he's not talking about a person he's talking about the animal which doesn't have opposable thumbs and can't get the fishing yeah. line off of themselves there are probably some navy seals that don't have opposable thumbs but I'm sure they can figure it out <laughs> Exactly. And uh, so, you know, there's a, a mountain of uh, plastic in the ocean. So it's like, all right, so we got to, there's so many things. It's like, what can we do to make it better? And, and it seems overwhelming, but you do your part, you pick up your trash, don't trash, you know, national force because the government's not working that week. And um, did you hear about that? Like what, what happened to like, yeah. uh, Oh man, Death Valley. So like out there, Joshua Tree, when the government was shut down, people just kept going and instead of taking out their trash, they just left it. And, and, you know, right next to the trash can, you know, just do your part. Pull your weight. If you bring some trash, take it out with you. Yeah. Sound like a public service announcement. I think that is another thing too that is is really important to remember in you know I guess people's opinions of you or expectations on dependence dependence on like other people to do things talking about taking out trash um, like no one's gonna care about the things that you care about more than you your dreams right. your aspirations your family all the things that are, are important to you um, so take initiative on those things and make sure that you do everything to grow them, protect them and nurture them as much as possible. Cause that is, that's another thing that, um, you know, people put someone else's like, Oh, they were supposed to do that. They were supposed to do this, you know, and uh, then it ends up not, nothing gets done. And then you get upset about it. Everyone gets upset about it. It's like, well, if it was important to you, then you should have probably, you know, taken the initiative and get gotten that thing done, whatever it is. So, yeah, no one, don't uh, be too dependent on other people to do, you know, things that you should be doing. Yeah, and you might have to pull somebody else's weight, but it's the right thing to do, and it'll it'll pay off in the end. Yep, it's all about that karma. You're trying to do as much good as you possibly can because there's always that one time when you're going to mess up and you're going to be like, man, I didn't mean to do that, but, <laughs> you know. Right, intention, which I think is a big part of life, is what is your intention? Did you intend to be good for the most part? Then it's it's okay, you know, because um, so many people, it's so easy to be like, well, George Washington had slaves. And I'm like, dude, do you know anything about George Washington? Like, read up of, yes, he had slaves, but if he had gotten rid of them, 
then the people would have complained and this and that. It's like, ah, he, he was, he did the best he could. You know, Lincoln did the best he could. Martin Luther King Jr. did the best he could. The, the intentions were there. You can't just destroy people and go, well, he did this or he did that. I got it, you know. Another, like a person I really have issues with, but I really like, but really, uh, Theodore Roosevelt. You yeah. know, the man did so many things, you know, but at the same time, he started Spanish American War on a Saturday when nobody was paying attention. And it's like, ah, oh, but he, he did so many other things. So it's like, well, mostly his intention, I think, was to do good. So I can live with that. And it's all a matter of circumstance in, in that point too, because you can't really, you don't know where they're at, where their head's at and what kind of information they're getting right. from Intel or whatever. You just have to you know, hope that the person did it for the right reasons and not doing it for any selfish or other monetary gains, you know, because yeah. people always talk about, you know, we were in Iraq for oil and blah, blah, blah. I was like, man, that really sucks if, that is the case because, uh, you know, a lot of people died when we went over there. Um, but that's one of the reasons why I like being a PJ and being over there is because no matter what, I'm going over there to save people. I'm not going over there to, you know, do whatever other things. Yes, I'm putting myself in danger and all that. But at the end of the day, if these people are going to be there, then I want to make sure they have an avenue to get home safely. Yep. Rescue doesn't care about political affiliations or who you are, what you are. We will go rescue you wherever you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I would love to keep talking to you, but I think that I've, I've taken up enough of your time. So I was going to see if you want to we'll wrap it up. And uh, although I mean, it was a pretty intense uh, conversation. I think it was, a, it was a great conversation. I really appreciate you taking time away from your family to do this and, and talk with us. And because uh, I, I value your friendship and you as a person. So I, I really want to thank you for doing this with me. Well, I appreciate that. And I always like the discussions that we have because we, for these, we don't really even need a script, you know, for the most part, we kind of just go off of each other and talk about whatever things are important. And I think, that we have a pretty good dialogue and I appreciative that, you know, like I said, I'm able to just talk to you about whatever kinds of things are going through my head. And hopefully those people that are listening to this are able to take away something from it um, or look out for each other and make sure that you are, if you are in that place where you're thinking about anything or you failed your PT test, you something at work is not going right. Then obviously you can always reach out to Mike or I, um, whatever avenue there are multiple avenues to reach out to us but we don't mind at all talking to you because like i said all all that matters to us is that um you get whatever you need to keep on moving along I'm like no problem it's too big to overcome and everything gets healed through time and for me whatever kind of stress reliever that you have like for me i have to work out like today i was i was pretty upset because I've been sitting in front of a computer and every time I sit in front of a computer and study or do whatever, I just start losing my mind. And I get frustrated. So, you know, working out and then I go mow the lawn, get out frustration and then I'm back to my normal self. So whatever it is for you, yoga, float tanks, that, yep. but Mike and I are always here to help out in any way that we can for, for you guys. And yeah, I value your friendship and I, I know that you're doing good things for those guys out there. So um, you guys that are working with Mike, you're lucky to be working with him. Um, he has his heart in this game and he wants to definitely help out all those that are in, you know, seeking help and are able to help themselves. So, um, thanks for letting me on here and for talking to you. Um, look forward to more episodes of your podcast. I'll listen in. And, uh, if you ever need anything, of course, you know, I'll be here for you. Wow. Thanks Dude, I think I got a tear in my eye right now. That was the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. <laughs> um, All true. So how can people contact you? I mean, I know how, but, you know, is that way you can say it and maybe we can get more people for you. Um, sure. Just go to bpj.com or you can email me, brian at howtobepj.com. 
you go. And you're on Instagram and YouTube. Yep. Instagram, YouTube, website. Um, I think that's pretty much it for now, but, <laughs> but I look forward to having more talks whenever I'm able to get on here and, uh, you know, yes, and please, I would love to be back on your show too. Yeah, sweet. We'll have to get another video going for sure. Um, yeah, as soon as we can. Definitely. Do you, do you have any events coming up or anything? No, I haven't been really on the event thing just because this schedule over here with PA school is just super not, it's not like you can bend it or change it or anything. It's pretty hard to, to do. So not any, not currently, but I know you, you're still doing the ones, uh, over in San Antonio, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, we got, we, we do probably about a monthly, well, we work out all the time, but we kind of, you know, Saturdays are our big days. Um, we use the, uh, have you heard, of, do you have an Alpha Warrior rig over at your base? No, but I remember they had one over there uh, next to where I lived up in the northeast corner of San Antonio. Yep. So they got one on just about every Air Force base has one of these battle rigs. And uh, I, I think of it as the American Ninja Warrior. And I think it's, I mean, what is a PJ and a combat controller? If you're not an American Ninja Warrior, <laughs> you know, what are you? And so on Saturday... Oh, you broke up there for a second. Hello? We've been using the, the battle rig on Medina, so... Oh, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I got you now. All right. Um, I was just going to say that I, I always, like, try to shout out for you uh, on, on my stuff. So if, if I hear of anything, I always say, Hey, my self has got this going on, check it out. So, um, yeah, dude, thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate it and appreciate all the work that you're doing. Um, a lot of guys benefiting from your mentorship. So, you know, both of us are in the game for just that reason alone is to help out the rest of the future of pararescue and make sure that they're as prepared yeah, as possible. So they don't have to be in a situation where they feel like, you know, it's the end. I'm not, I, I'm not allowed to reach out to anybody, you know, suicide is the only option yeah. or whatever, you know, be better than us than we were. Um, we were growing up, yeah. take care of yourselves, your mental and physical abilities, hopefully are going to far surpass anything that we were able to do. Although we're going to, you know, begrudgingly like give up our, our titles of the best ruckers or swimmers <laughs> or whatever. Uh, we're always going to fight tooth and nail to win still, but got to stay young, got to stay healthy. Yeah. So again, thank you for letting me on here and uh, I will talk to you soon. Yes. Thank you. You have a good night. All right. Hold on. Let me, uh,